0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Lost Teams Podcast. I am your co-host Anthony Chardelli. Back with me today, after a week or two off, is my fellow co-host Andrew Lennox. Andrew, how's it going? Uh, not bad, Anthony. How you doing? Doing well. Uh, running a little bit of sleep. Our daughter has a cold, so um, oh no, it was it was a rough night last night. She doing uh, all right today? Yeah, she's fine. She's she's her normal self. She just her nose is running like Niagara Falls. It's pretty pretty crazy. <laughs> oh, well, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully she feels better in a couple days. Yeah, yeah. What have you been up to? Just living the dream. <laughs> <Staying> <laughs> I don't know. busy. Not, not a lot, We're man. Writing fantasy hockey articles and, and uh, keeping statistics for different sports, correct? Right, yep. That's, uh, yep, it's going to be done soon. But yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Sounds good. Well, what team do you have uh, to present today? Well,
1: I have a team that uh, the franchise name is, well, was, I should say, the Buffalo Stampede. Ah, and uh, what sport?
0: <laughs> roller hockey. Ooh, that's a good one. That's yeah. uh, I don't think we've covered roller hockey yet, and there is uh, definitely an interesting history of that in the United States, so uh, I'm excited yeah. to hear it. Believe it or
1: not, there was a couple, two leagues in the nineties, I believe that, well, one was the roller hockey international league. And then there was a a league in our our neck of the woods in Southern
0: California called the pro beach hockey
1: league.
0: That's ridiculous. Yeah. The pro beach hockey league is, it's got some coverage lately. I know, uh, someone wrote an article about it. Um, Chris Peters wrote an article about it for ESPN, uh, a couple months ago. And then the other podcasts I do totally offsides, covered (coughs) pro beach hockey, uh, in an episode a couple months ago so it's had a little That's bit awesome. of a, a revival um but the the stampede were in the other league right they were with the, they were in, in the roller hockey international
1: yeah they were in the roller hockey international it was a league that was not played outside by the beach
0: <laughs> they played in regular size nhl ranks you would think that uh the name with the name roller hockey international it sounds kind of like super elite hordy-toity like uh, this is the international. Like it's, it's like yeah, the Jets yeah. setting back and forth to like France to play and like but that I mean that that's not really quite the case, right? No, the only international really feel
1: to it was that there was Canadian teams amongst or playing against American teams also.
0: Yeah, that'd be hilarious. Just taking private jets to like China and France and like, whoa, we're we're an international league. It's like They're- yeah. There was not enough money to, in
1: this league to
0: <laughs> even travel from San Diego to LA. So. <laughs> I don't even think I don't even think there's enough. I mean, I don't think professional, well-founded sports leagues are going to go flying private jets from <laughs> LA to China on a regular basis. Maybe for yeah. for a few games in the preseason or something. But
1: right, right. That, it's a long trip too. But yeah, no, no kidding.
0: Speaking of, actually, I had a buddy. Um, one of our, my buddies from here uh just was announced as the general manager for the new g league, nba g league team in mexico city so he's it's kind of interesting we might that's have to cool. have we might have to have him on sometime. time uh, yeah, to good see for him. that's awesome kinda, yeah so kind of similar to like the kraken episode where we'll talk about future teams instead of lost teams
1: right right well l- let's get right into it here um the uh so the as you we mentioned the roller hockey international league was a league back in the nineties that, um, was started due to the, they wanted to capitalize on the recreational inline skating craze. That's seen a comeback. Yeah. Um, (laughs) right now, actually, at least in, you know, um, around Venice beach and whatnot, the beaches
0: around here. I see a lot of people rollerblading these days that I didn't see before. The stigma Um, is gone. There used to be like a stigma to it. I remember there were some off-color jokes. Yeah, uh, I remember that also. There was a,
1: <laughs> what was that movie Adam Sandler was in where they would sit at the park and oh, um that was Big Daddy. Throw oh, tree branches at guys yeah. roller skating. The little kid rollerblading would, in the park. The little
0: kid would trip that guy into like the into the pond. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the inline the, the inline craze. I remember when I was a little kid back in the yeah around this time, like the mid '90s. Not that I watched it because. I didn't even know it existed, but that's kind of when I remember inline skating at the old, like, with uh, like an old roller hockey rink or an old roller skating right. rink that I went to, which was like it was a pit. It was gross, but I did that a little bit. I, I think I played in like a couple games, uh, like in like street hockey, but on roller blades in like the parking right. lot back in Woodstock, Vermont, way back in the day. Yeah, um, no, that's cool. Yeah, it was
1: it was big for a, a second. Um, I remember playing in some roller <laughs> hockey tournaments actually um that were fun but I remember just playing outside like it was in the summer and just miserably hot just <laughs> not a good combo
0: yeah yeah I got gotcha. you it's, <laughs> it's it's actually nice to stay cool and in, in a nice hockey rinks because even if you get your all, equip, all your equipment on you get hot after a while right right yeah so
1: this league was formed um and it was in existence from 1993 to nine, 1999 um The league was actually um, attracted some very wealthy owners, including, you know, the bus family that obviously owns the Lakers. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, the majority of the league struggled financially and franchises had had trouble drawing fans. Um, There was one exception, though. The Anaheim Bullfrogs. Oh, who um played at the Arrowhead Pond in Anaheim, which is now the Honda Center? Yep, which is where what year was this 94 uh, I believe in, in, anywhere from 93 I think they, they must have been a team all the way through, but there were so many teams that came in into the league and then
0: folded you know they probably I mean they probably capitalized on the butt that that was pretty much perfect timing for them because like that what was the first year was the first year the Anaheim Doc, Mighty Ducks is ninety, ninety three, ninety four. I think the year before mm-hmm. the lockout. I think so. So that would have been right in line with when this league started. So I'm sure the like new NHL craze probably helped fuel the inline definitely uh, craze. And with Paul Kariya playing, and and I mean that must have been just really perfect timing for Anaheim. yeah. And right, and I would say, I mean, roller hockey or whatever you want to call it, inline hockey is probably
1: more popular here than anywhere else, at yeah. least in, in the US. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. So yeah, so the, the the bullfrogs were able to often draw more than ten thousand fans a game. Oh, that is impressive. Yeah. So they, they, you know, this was one successful franchise, but there wasn't really any other and teams that
0: were succeeding. <laughs> we'll have to cover the bullfrogs soon because I'm curious about how that their story. Yeah, that'll be interesting.
1: Right. I remember when I was a kid, like being like, because I'd watch it every once in a while, be like, the bullfrogs, this team is dominant. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, just, it was probably on ESPN 6 at 10 p.m. at night on a Sunday.
0: Yeah. Well, back then, (laughs) I mean, the bull, let's see, it's kind of a funny logo. I'm looking at the logo right now. It's like a, it's like a frog with brass. Does he have brass knuckles or is that a, is that a hockey glove? No idea. And then like, green. I mean, that's pretty dope uh, jersey. I would probably mm-hmm. try to find one of those. Um, it looks, just looking at pictures of it, it looks legit. Like It looks like it, it w- would have been probably similar to, I mean, obviously the skill level not as high as watching the NHL, but it looked legit from here. No, I mean, I think they had some good players that
1: spent some time. I think it was more, there. I mean, there was some actually former NHLers that played in it, but it was at the end of their Tail end of their careers, and they were probably in the minor leagues at that point pl- while they were playing ice. Yeah. Um, so uh, throughout the league's history, there was over three dozen teams that played in the R- R- RHI, <laughs> and some of the names were interesting. Um, Tr- Toronto had a team called the Planets. <laughs> Never heard that name
0: for anything. No, that's just for like any a... sports, even kids, youth. That, that just feels like it. Let's just just put something out there right the new jersey rock and rollers oh
1: yeah not a bad name actually no the Calgary. this is a terrible name the calgary rads (laughs) r-a-d-z and i feel like that was a big slang word in the 90s rad
0: yeah (laughs) yeah and it's also like a I can imagine, like a '90s Nickelodeon like commercial on Nickelodeon between watching like Red and Stimpy and Morocco's Modern Life. It's like, are you ready for Inline Hockey, the Calgary Reds? Yeah. I would just be. Uh, I would have loved that back yeah. back then. Oh yeah,
1: and this with like the '90s like graphics, like TV graphics,
0: like fluorescent green colors all over the place, and <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at some other names. I love, uh, man. There are some dumb names on this oh yeah. sled dogs that one's okay yeah it's okay uh the new let's see here pittsburgh phantoms ripping off the uh philadelphia minor league hockey name yeah uh, they were probably no first. that
1: wouldn't have been they wouldn't have been called they probably didn't even have an ahl team back then
0: i love that there are two names in this league of teams that end in z not only are there the calgary rads which is r a d this has an apostrophe in a two apostrophe yep. z Mm -hmm. there's the long island jaws j-a-w-z saw that too
1: just trying to be hip trying to be 90s yep two names i actually liked were the denver daredevils thought that was kind of a cool name they Mm -hmm. had a really cool logo my my brother actually one of his really good friends played for the daredevils back in the day no that's awesome yeah and then i thought another cool name was the minnesota arctic blast
0: that's a good one yeah yeah they should have. They could have also called it the polar vortex, but I don't think. I don't think the Weather Channel had coined that term yet to get more viewers.
1: Right. And the uh, the Arctic Blast had actually a really cool logo. I believe it was like a polar bear or something like that. Besides the league, I'm going to talk about a team that existed in Buffalo called the, the Buffalo Stampede. Um, and they began operations in 1994. And they won their first game against the Montreal Road
0: Runners nine to eight. Ooh, Montreal! That's a that's gotta probably be a rivalry, Montreal versus Buffalo in the in the roller hockey world. Right, it's kind of a strange, the cool name, but from uh, Montreal, I don't know that just doesn't fit Roadrunners. No, yeah. Montreal. What's what? I wonder what Roadrunner is in French. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um,
1: so they actually played at the Buffalo Memorial Auditorium, where the Sabers used to play, and I think it was nicknamed the Odd back in the day. I could be wrong with that. Um, so they, they played at a, I mean, I think that arena was terrible for NHL standards, but Hey, they were playing in an NHL rank, right?
0: Yeah. Well, check this out. This will be the, the Montreal in French would be the Montreal grand Gio Cucu. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I understand why they kept the term road runner.
1: Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, the the color scheme for this team was a color scheme I've never heard of for their jerseys. Um, the colors included black, red, that's normal,
0: marlin blue and purple. Wow. Yeah. How does that work? (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, I think that's, that's another product of the nineties. Yeah. So besides the team's
1: (laughs) terrible colors, um, they they entered the Buffalo sports scene with minimal promotion, um, and they were led by coach Chris McSorley, who I believe is the brother of former NHL enforcer Marty McSorley. I looked them up. They're both from Hamilton, so they're related somehow, right? Yeah. I'm guessing,
0: yeah. I wonder if they both punched faces as often.
1: Uh, McSorley had a, a minor league career. Chris McSorley. Um, yeah, I don't think he played in the NHL from anything I've found,
0: but he he is the brother of uh Sorley. okay, the so they are brothers. Is. that's cool. He was a coach though. He didn't play for the Stampede, did he?
1: No, he didn't, but he definitely had a minor league like ice career. yeah. so Buffalo was led by a a minor league hockey player um named John Veccharelli. hopefully got that name right. and if John's listening, I apologize if I butchered that. <laughs> John's our one fan, right? Right. Italy. <laughs> I, th- I think he was from on Toronto, I believe. Ah, gotcha. He, as I said, he had several years of professional hockey experience and um, would go on to play in the RHI for the whole existence of the league. Oh wow! Yeah, so he was a turbo superstar. <laughs> um, not sure what his numbers are. I'm guessing he might, he was probably in the top three to five in scoring. <laughs> All time. He has to be right.
0: Yeah. I mean, that played that long. Played the whole, the whole time. you got to be just by sheer, uh, attrition, the best, <laughs> the, right. the highest score. <laughs> so John actually before joining or
1: even playing in this league, joining Buffalo, he had never put on uh roller inline skates, whatever you want to call it. Wow. So, yeah. And you you have to think of a lot of these guys never, um, probably had inline skates on before they started playing this league
0: yeah it's kind of interesting i'm curious how it translated because like you, when you come when i don't know if you had the same experience but as people who grew up playing ice hockey when you come out here and play ice hockey a lot of the a lot of the the players aren't the best skaters because they grew up playing rollers so they're skating mm-hmm. like they're stride technically isn't that good and they're not they don't get down the ice up and down the ice that fast but their stick handling skills are unbelievable
1: (laughs) yes yeah I've noticed that too um I remember as a kid I know for me and from what other people used to say is that uh, roller hockey like the stride wasn't the same as like an ice hockey stride and kind of messed I remember it kind of like, you know, playing roller hockey and then going on the ice soon after it kind of like messed with your brain because it was like a different motion. You had to get used to it again.
0: Yeah. Well, you can't really, you can't really turn your, I don't think you can really turn your foot at quite an angle as you can with skates because that like at a certain point, the wheels slip out or the like, whatever it's called that holds the wheels hits the thing. And so you slide instead of, so it's probably, you can't get as much power or as long as strides as you can in hockey, ice hockey.
1: Right. And I know now the technology's completely changed and there's a company called Marsblade, where a lot of NHL players um, are training in the offseason with these uh, rollerblades. And um, so like they, they figured out the technology to make it similar to skating on ice. Nice. Yeah. So the, the team was actually excellent on, I guess, the court, right? The- Is that what it's called?
0: The surface. I, I, think even know. It, I think it was called the court. The court. I would call it the cement.
1: Yeah. Well, they had like not
0: synthetic ice, but
1: I don't know what it was, man. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> the, the team actually had a lot of success on whatever you want to call it, court, whatever. The rink. And it's a still a rink. Yeah, it's a rink, right? So the team... Uh, went 15, 3 and 4 and cruised through the playoffs. Um, they ended up claiming the Murphy Cup, which was the championship trophy. So, tons of success on the um, <laughs> the court. <laughs> <laughs> and they ended um but it led to complete turmoil off the ice. Oh, no. Uh, or whatever. We've gone through this 10 times, whatever it's called. Um, so, the league officials at the end of the year tried to basically expel the owners, Mark Sander and Russ Green bomb for unpaid bills. Which led to uh the owners suing league officials and their championship coach for some reason, Chris McSorley. I I have no idea what he did, but he just,
0: probably, probably he just brought you a championship. Scenes. Why are you suing him? Yeah, yeah, stupid. <laughs>
1: so the team actually remained in the league with a legal mat legal matters still being settled and chris feciarelli became player coach the next year and actually legendary buffalo sabers enforcer and player rob Bray was behind the bench for the stampede home games and he was called the bench coach he was the bench coach
0: that's pretty crazy like so you told me before that the league played in the summer, right? So it makes sense yep. that he'd be able to coach when he wasn't playing uh, for the Sabres. Cause that was, that was when he was playing for the Sabres. But the thing that blows my mind is like where, so Rob Ray is, is from, I mean, obviously he's Canadian, but like, mm-hmm. I'm guessing he's probably from Ontario. He's from Ontario. Is he? Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's, that's not far from Buffalo, but like you stay <laughs> in Buffalo in the off season. Are you nuts?
1: well and also i wonder how much money he was making just because they didn't play a lot of games so yeah 10 home games like i wonder if it was even worth it maybe he was maybe he thought it might be a way to launch his coaching career but i don't i'm not sure if he's an assistant coach anywhere or anything but yeah i think he might be on tv am i wrong
0: uh yeah he is a um it was said last he does uh Let's see, this is... Sabres games, probably. 2012, yeah. He was also... Yeah, I'm pretty sure he still works on TV. Yeah, good for him. Um, So, they had
1: the next season, the attendance... um, I'm not sure what they were averaging for attendance, but anyway, whatever they were, the attendance plummeted to 50%, and uh, that led to uh, the franchise folding. Oh. Yeah, so... Yeah, unfortunately, um, the team had some struggles and was unable to keep putting a team out there. But the league returned back to Buffalo. Um, There was a Phoenix team named the Cobras that uh, took on the name as they were called the Empire State Cobras. And then that led to ultimately calling them the Buffalo Wings.
0: (laughs) Oh, that is so stupid yeah (laughs) the buffalo wings i can just see all the headlines like every single if if they even ever covered roller hockey games like cool let's see uh, the the anaheim bullfrogs bullfrogs take a bite out of the buffalo wings like just so many puns that can be made with that (laughs) yeah it was just i don't
1: know kind of a stupid name
0: (laughs) it also makes you think about like People, when there are expansion teams these days, like a lot of thought goes into the name of the team and there's contests sometimes. And there, there always has to be some sort of like regional thing. Like with the Seattle Kraken, it's like a sea monster because right. Seattle's yeah. next to the ocean. And mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like a maritime marine myth. And then sure. like, the, I mean, don't ask me about the Ducks or Kings, but there are the Sharks, San Jose. It's like, there are Sharks in Northern California. You just, you kind of have like a, a regional tie-in but like the empire yeah. state cobras or the are there cobras even in phoenix
1: cobras uh, there
0: they could be in the desert cobras are just it's just a sweet name it's a it's just a badass well i was gonna actually say that cobras is just not as a name
1: is just not utilized enough
0: no same with vipers i remember the detroit yeah. vipers and the old ihl that was one of my favorite team names yeah they had some cool jerseys i remember they, there aren't any snake Mascots in the in professional like the big four, are there? There's a the diamond back. Sorry, yeah, that's all I didn't Gord, di, Didn't Gordy Howe play like a shift for the Detroit Vipers? I think so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh probably like the mid 90s when he was what 60 something early yeah. 70s, yeah, just took a quick lap, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I i think his son might did his one of the Mark Howe might have played for them. I'm not sure, I don't know how that
0: worked, yeah. But still, like, I now I want to know why they named, why there are no not as many professional sports teams with snake mascots, because that's that would be pretty sweet. I mean, I, I like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, anyways, going back to
1: the, the RHI in Buffalo, um, the, the league went out of business in 1999. But you know what? It lasted longer than I thought it was around. It almost lasted a whole decade
0: yeah and I mean, there's like you mentioned, the teams with the successful teams like like Anaheim, uh,
1: I think that might have been
0: the only successful team <laughs> They should just do a league here like the I mean I think going back to the pro beach hockey would be kind of popular. I've always wanted to see like recently, when they've kind of been thinking outside the box for outdoor NHL games uh I would love to see a game on the beach. if you could do one next to the water in Tahoe, you could probably do one if you got lucky you'd have to do it more like a surf contest, which probably Mm -hmm. is not within the, it would blow the NHL's mind to be like, okay, the game could be any one of these next three days, Mm -hmm. whichever, whichever day we have the coldest, like weather is the day we're going to play. That's kind of what, how surfing works. Like, okay, the window of the competition is these two weeks and whenever we get the best conditions is when we are going to hold it. Mm, Um, Didn't know that. But it would be cool to have like a, a beach outdoor hockey game or even, even the, Inline league again.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, like maybe they'll try to capitalize on the new boom. The popularity. The new boom. Yeah. Um, something cool about the uh Buffalo Wings, Buffalo Cobras, Empire State Cobras, uh the stampede was that they had a few NH former NHLers that played for them. Um, only two names that I recognized, um, Alex Hicks. Um, I don't know why I know his name, but he, I looked him up. He played in the NHL, Paul Beraldo, um, Jason Cerrone, Mark Majors. And I'm going to butcher this name and our, a former guest who likes the Leafs will may have sent me a text. It's Lou Francesetti. Uh,
0: Franceschetti. <laughs> um, Lou Spaghetti. No, sorry. Yeah. I'm, Italian. So, I'm allowed to make that joke. Yeah.
1: Uh, so yeah, so they
0: they had some guys that played at high levels. Um, that former is the former guest, Rolly, the goalie. Yes, <laughs> a hockey historian. Awesome.
1: Um, yeah, so that's the uh, Buffalo.
0: Fuck, I forgot the Wild name. Wild Wings.
1: <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Buffalo Stampede.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, that was cool. That's interesting. I'm really excited to do the Anaheim bullfrogs at some point because i think they probably have some interesting an interesting history considering their the success and when they came into the league and stuff i bet you we could even find some i mean hell we probably could even find an old player from that team i mean yeah um yeah maybe i can get my brother's buddy
1: on the on the pod who you know actually played in the league might be cool to hear what he has to say
0: yeah, I think that would be it would be interesting just to hear what it was like and the, the level of competition and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, thanks for thanks for presenting me the, the Buffalo Stampede. That was cool. Yeah, I, I thought it was an
1: interesting team just because they won the, the championship and then just fell apart completely after.
0: Yeah, got sued for being good.
1: Yeah, interesting. I want, and I wonder why Chris McSorley got sued. That's never happened, like... He's oh, the, we won the the Stanley Cup, but so-and-so, uh, the coach, the head coach, we're, we're suing him.
0: <laughs> that would happen to Bill Belichick in football. He would absolutely get sued by someone if he, for some reason for winning the Super Bowl. He might have been sued. I don't know. It's <laughs> um, hilarious. But yeah, that sounds like a Bill Belichick-type uh, thing to happen.
1: Right, right. Um, so my, my sources, I forgot to name my sources at the start of this, but... Um, the ever-reliable uh, Um Drew Crosley came through again with <laughs> some information, an amazing website if um, you have interest in, you know, defunct sports teams. Um, I used Wikipedia a little bit. And then the uh which was uh, – there was an article in 1995 by Milt um, Northrop talking about the
0: wings. Good old Milt, Milt, the beat writer for the, uh, the beat writer for the Buffalo stampede. What a, what a job.
1: Yeah. Hey, it was a good,
0: probably a good summer job for the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's better than I've ever covered. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all I got, buddy. Sounds good. Well, you can find us, uh, at our social media sites. You can find me at deli tweets on Twitter. That's D E L L I T W E E T S. You can also find me at the media deli on Instagram. Uh, and andrew where can they uh they can find you at your normal twitter spot right yep at um a w so a w l e n n
1: and then also if you i write occasionally for um a fantasy
0: sports site called rotoballer.com sounds good well uh thanks for presenting that team and we'll be back uh very soon actually with another episode as well i think in uh I'm not sure what order we're going to air these in since we're recording them kind of close together, but uh, another excellent surprise for you guys coming up or you will have already listened to it. So uh, on that note, have a good week and we'll talk to you later. Take care, everyone.